0: Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. We're starting this thing off Chapo style, baby. That's right. This is Young Persons Radio uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Colby Smith. But today we are taking our cues from Chapo Trap House. We're starting this thing off. No intro reel, no nothing. We're just uh, going to get right into it and start just, you know, riffing about the news. Just riffing about the news this morning young person's radio. We're going to do it Chapo style. We're going to have a long cold open where we just riff about the news and you're not sure how long it's going to go on for, but all you do know is that it should be way shorter. Should be way shorter than it is. So let's get this thing started. Oh, whoa, 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 what's what's uh, what what's going on out there? The, the the Trump administration is separating children from their families. Boy, I wish they had had that policy in place when I was going to prom. Yeah, that's the one. That's one. This is like how it monologue, it late night shows used to do monologues, but instead it's just going to be us uh, just coming up with stuff. But to talking about talking about like twi- tweets we saw. Uh, but yeah, so uh, apparently the, the brains, or should I say the no brains, behind this policy is Trump aide Stephen Miller. And boy, this guy makes me so mad. I have so many jokes about how bald and creepy he looks. As if to say, sure, this guy has a terrifying vice grip on federal policymaking, but at least he's ugly. At least he's ugly. Doesn't it make you feel a little better, even for a moment, that you're probably better looking than the guy responsible for tearing thousands of families apart? Let's keep making these jokes. I got one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Stephen Miller, that guy looks like shit. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Man. And uh, by the way, have you guys seen this uh, Seen this Scott Pruitt? <laughs> this, uh, man, I thought the, uh, this guy's corrupt. I thought the uh, Trump administration was hiring an EPA head, not Whitey Bulger.
1: <laughs>
0: Chopo style. Chopo style. These guys might be in power, but they can't stop our riffs. What else is going on? We got the uh the uh the 2018 Aspen Ideas Festival kicked off in Colorado next week. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but the only idea I've ever had on Aspen is, "Hey, let's hit the slopes." Right? Chompo style. And this will go on for a while, you know, this will go on for a long time until we, uh, you know, then we'll play a little reel and then we'll actually have a smart person on who will make a lot of, like, pretty good points, but they will inevitably make you wish that they are the ones who had the podcast and not this this gang of dudes. It would be like Barbara Ehrenreich or Jacob Bacharach or someone with like some perspective or uh, 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 uh smart points, their insights to make about the politics and culture, and you're just buying, but like, man, I wish I could listen to them for ninety minutes a week instead of that Chapo style. Actually, that show's show's pretty enjoyable, honestly. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Parsons Radio! Colby! Hi. <laughs> I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller,
1: what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to uh, people who are hit by lightning.
0: <laughs> hey, Colby! It's Tim Cat. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolin. Colby,
1: Colby, it's Jason
0: Trackerberry with a very
1: quick phone call. It's me, Jean-Craighead George. It's Martha! Yay! Yay! Can I tell you a pigeon
0: story? Raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander.
1: Pigeon, is that you?
0: There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you.
1: Lily Simon.
0: What That's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school?
1: out of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. This is me to burn. It's in
0: the house. <laughs> Caller, lift me out of this slump. Caller. I'm not a fan of the show. Oh. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York.
1: I got a shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're you're kind of a terrible person. You
0: just sound like a bunch of dorks. I, I truly really can't 2. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is- every week? Yeah.
2: Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's call me. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest. <laughs>
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith. This is your Sunday morning comedy talk program. This and every Sunday right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And usually this show lasts from 10 to 11, at which point we are followed by Point of Order. But the lovely folks at Point of Order, the great sports talk show, are taking the day to spend some time with their fathers on this Father's Day. Uh, And so we are filling in for them yet again here on Young Persons Radio. So this program will not end at 11. It will end at noon, so you have two full hours uh, to enjoy these uh, these golden pipes that are just working for you uh, at, at full blast this morning. Uh, and if you get bored with those pipes, you can call in at 904-351-0729 to be a part of the conversation. That's 904-351-0729, and I certainly do suggest you do so. I mean, this, is the, this show is like... Uh, it's like a beacon here on Sunday morning. It's the first live show of the day, first of all. If, you're, if you've are if you been listening all morning, then you've just heard a couple of rebroadcasts. Uh, uh, here and Now with Rachel C. was just on. There, he played some porch stomp uh, music, uh, uh, which is what I'm all about. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- th- thanks for sticking around and uh, hearing us. And then this show will inevitably end at noon, at which point does the fun stop? No! No, the fun keeps going with the Brooklyn conversation uh, with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m. we have Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show Circuit. And then at 2 p.m. I believe we still have What is Love, which is like a dating uh, and romance uh, advice show. Um, So we've got just about every base covered for you this morning. So do keep that dial, that knob, tuned, turned, right, left, at... Radio Free Brooklyn and there are many ways the, the ways to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn uh, continue to expand uh, uh, you used to have to just go to our website and then we were on the TuneIn app the popular radio listening app and now we have an app of our own that's right it's available for iOS and Android wherever you get your apps uh, I'm talking the the, the iTunes uh, the Google Play Store everywhere so you can take us wherever you go and it's great it's, it's uh, the best way to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn on the go on, on uh, any mo- mobile device uh, that suits your fancy. So do check that out. That's the R- Radio Free Brooklyn app, and uh, you can get the iPhone app by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org/iphone, and the Android app, of course, at radiofreebrooklyn.org/android. Uh, so download the app today and listen to Radio Free Brooklyn wherever you are in the world. And if you're interested in the station and all the things that we've got going on, I mean, we we had. if, if I could a uh, 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 brag for a moment, I know this show is usually just me being humble and uh, um, deferent to whatever's going on uh, and there's no bluster or insisting that it's the greatest thing you've ever heard at all but if i could brag for a moment we got a yelp review that i think sums up you know everything that uh, the station is about it's called us fun interesting at the core of the brooklyn arts community and the best way to continue your relationship with the station is to sign up for a newsletter it's the best way to find all the latest news about new programming, upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more, and the email only comes uh, uh, once a month, uh, which is pretty good as far as these newsletters go. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't split cider uh, now. Now vulture comedy. Uh, we're just emailing you daily with uh, like, you'll never guess who was on Comedy Bang Bang this week, and it's like, oh, it's Lauren Lapkus again cool don't think this needed a story of its own certainly didn't need emailed about it uh but thanks no that's not our that's not our approach we're, we're only once a month so, so check that out that's radiofreebrooklyn.org uh slash uh, uh newsletter uh and of course if you feel like uh uh doing all of these things is not enough and it's not that's not the keep us afloat we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization and surviving entirely on donations from listeners such as yourselves and if you want to make a donation of, of any amount at all, even one dollar, and you think to yourself, this is such a small a drop in the bucket for what I'm sure is just a a, a, a community radio station overflowing with with funds. Just just filled to the brim. Just buckets of you yeah, buckets of money. <laughs> a phrase no one has ever used. We just got buckets of money back here. Uh uh, no, we're a community station. We survive on donations from listeners. So uh, if you want to learn more about how you can do that, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate to figure out the best way uh, uh, to do that to keep us going. Uh, and we certainly appreciate that you do. But the best way immediately um, to start a relationship or continue a relationship with the station is to call this show at 904-351-0729. Uh, it's 904 351 to not. You can talk about Chapo. Talk about Chapo. What else is going on? Gang, I did it. I finally did it. Everybody's been talking about it. People have been recommending it to me for a while, so I finally tried it for myself, and uh, that's right. I read a book. I read a book, but we'll talk about that in a moment. We've already got a caller, and that's that's what I'm talking about. I put the call out, and you guys answer a Caller, you're on the air on Young Persons Radio with me, Colby Smith. Hey, me, <laughs> Tim Keck, loyal caller. My most loyal caller.
1: Waiting by the phone. How are you, Every buddy? Every Sunday at 10 a.m. Just waiting for those sweet, sweet magical words. <laughs> Please call in and I need content. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 hoped, uh, I hoped that the begging, the outright begging is not uh, too apparent. But I guess, you know, someone like you who knows me so well, you see right through it.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. It's a real smokescreen. No, it's nice. Get the people involved. We need more callers. We need more angry callers. We need more people for you to fight with.
0: I think think you're right. I think we need more people calling up and saying, hey, you're full of ass hit.
1: I love it. I need more people to tell me I'm wrong.
0: (laughs) That way I can yell. Sometimes callers will call up and I'll just decide to yell at them. You know, like they're not even doing anything wrong, really. I'll just decide that, yep, they're gonna get it.
1: <laughs> Tim, what? Cross you on the wrong day.
0: what's going on with you?
1: Uh, not much. but a little under the weather. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. As a result. Okay. That's what all the kids are into. They like it's like a video game. It's free, and they drop you on an island, and there's guns, and you die very quickly <laughs> because I'm very bad at
0: video. So shit. it's a, what? What console are we are we talking here?
1: I got that switch, baby.
0: Ah, that's right. That's right. I forgot you called in about the switch yeah. a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but I guess you can play on the computer. You can play on anything. It's okay. really uh, been an eye-opening experience because I've never really played video games before. Yeah. Uh, so now, as a as a twenty-nine-year-old, I've decided it's time to get into them.
0: You know what I think we should get into, Tim? If we're if we're if we're getting into video games, sure. I think you and me should go in sure. on. You and me should go in on a Jurassic Park arcade game. You remember that with like the big, you like sit in it and you've got a little plastic gun and you shoot all the dinosaurs.
1: Yes, yes.
0: How much could that really that was cost? A great game. How much could I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. If we if we started a Kickstarter that was like help us buy a Jurassic Park arcade game. Here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so I just looked it up. This is from something called the Pinball Company. It's selling it. It's the exact thing where you, like, sit in it and you shoot all the dinosaurs. Jurassic Park arcade, yeah. arcade game. It's $13,000. Wow.
1: Okay, that's a lot, <laughs> but I think the listeners to your show can do it.
0: Oh, but don't worry. There's a payment plan as low as $600 a month.
1: I love that there's a payment plan. It's like a car or a house or like the essentials. Yeah, I've got. I've got
0: yeah, I've got my mortgage. Oh, and I'm paying. I'm slowly paying off my Jurassic Park arcade game that I bought with thirteen grand that I didn't have from
1: under the crippling debt of my Jurassic Park.
0: Just imagine a family like at the kitchen table, like pouring over these bills. Just like, honey, I think we gotta Kids come
1: in, come play with us. We... Like, now. We gotta out our...
0: We've got to pull our Alley. We've got to pull Alley out of school to keep these uh, uh, debt, these Jurassic Park arcade game debt collectors off our back.
1: Coming for us. <laughs> Let's sell one of the machines, <laughs> just one. It's like, no, there were four movies.
0: Oh. Four it's it's made by a company. It's made by a company called Raw Thrills. That's which, pretty cool. That is pretty good. Uh, man this Raw's this makes game. me so happy. Let's make the Kickstarter like, like I'm not even gonna I'm gonna do it on the air. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a video, really highly produced video, and then uh we'll get we'll probably put it here in the station. Let it just be my gift to the station. Be my donation. Then I'll then I'll be able to call the call the listeners out when I'm calling for donations. I'll be like, "Hey, uh, I I got a thirteen thousand dollar Jurassic Park arcade game. That was my donation. What are you guys ponying up?" <laughs> but anyway, Tim, I, I, I cut you off uh, before you were saying.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I was saying. I'm just saying. I've been playing a lot of this game and I'm bad at it. It's. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just. Uh, I missed the chance to get good at video games. I don't think I'll ever be good at them.
0: This is an online shooter, correct?
1: Like an online shooter thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. See, I like those.
1: And it's fun because you're you have to you're on an island, and you have to go around and you have to find weapons. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few good ones. So, like, you're out, but then when somebody dies, they drop all their weapons so you can pick them up. Okay. So, really, I spend a lot of time gathering weapons for whoever kills me. <laughs> because that's inevitable.
0: Uh-huh. Now are there other weapons other than guns? Can you like walk around with like a battle axe or a, a mace? What's the one with the with it like the ball of spikes on a chain? Can you whip that around? Oh,
1: I don't <laughs> like, know, but that sounds good. Like
0: everybody's in uh everybody's in trenches and they're just like, Oh no, it's Tim and then you're you're like twirling the ball of spikes on a chain around your head.
1: Yeah, like it would be in real life if this happened.
0: That would be your weapon of First choice. First
1: thing I'm going for is the chain with the spikes on the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man.
1: Okay. Hey, sorry. I'm gonna hang on one sec.
0: Are you getting another call? Wow. He really, he really meant it.
1: Hey, wait. No, sorry. I got my food getting delivered again.
0: Are you kidding? Is it really?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> hang on one sec. No, no, no. We don't have to go. We can stay. All right. No, no, no. Because I want
0: to see if you're mean to this delivery guy.
1: All right. Hey. There it, all right. Come here. Hey, yeah. Okay. Is the butter going to be all melted? She goes, because last time the butter was all melted inside, you know, like a real asshole. I was trying to spread liquid butter because they're their pancakes. Oh, my God. You get it because they're hot. So if you put the butter right in, they're going to melt. They're going to melt. Did you even think about that? Do you even think about that? You're goddamn lucky. You were goddamn lucky that I don't come down there. Goddamn, lucky! I'm too lazy to come down there myself and get these pancakes. If I can serve this at a restaurant, I'd be losing my money. Oh you are so... lucky, I found out. I know Grubhub. You cannot tip. You don't have to tip. Oh, my God. You don't have to tip on Grubhub. So now, all of a sudden, you're going to be earning this. You are going to be earning this, changing. You're is going to... You're, in, you're
2: going to... Man. Oh, God damn it. Oh God damn God. it. You and these... Yeah, look sad. down. Eyes down?
0: Eyes down?
1: Thank
0: you. Oh my God. Colby? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Tim.
1: Are you unmuted?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was I actually. Unmuted, I, think. I was actually un- unmuted the entire. I heard all of that.
1: You heard what?
0: I heard everything you said to that guy.
1: Oh. Um... Well, I don't know. I've had a problem. I've had a real
0: problem with Oh radio my radio. god. I knew it. I knew last week you were virtue signaling. You knew you were on the phone. You knew you were going out to the uh, uh, to the to the world the world wide web, the the, the 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 sea of radio free Brooklyn listeners and you were just like I'm gonna be really nice to this delivery guy, but the minute I turn around, it's you're you you told him eyes down.
1: I said
0: well he was looking at me. <laughs> He's delivering your food.
1: Okay, you know what? Here's the thing: is last week I was very happy, I was very gracious. He delivered some pancakes. Now the thing with pancakes is they're hot. The thing with butter is butter sure. is not hot; it's a cold condiment. And if you deliver your deliver the pancakes and the butter is like in this little container immediately on top of the pancakes, well, the heat is going to meet the butter, and then it turns into a liquid, and then you're just uh. drenching your pancakes in a liquid. Does anybody want that? No, you want a soft solid, which is what butter is. So yeah, I'm a little pissed. Well, That's not on the ship. That's on the delivery guy. And so help me, man. I would, oh, dude. That dude is so lucky and whipped whip his ass right there,
0: there. <laughs> You Have you beaten up delivery guys before?
1: All the time. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my every God. Every other
1: day, I would say.
0: Every other day.
1: Not every other day. Like, every other calendar day. But every other day I order, I have to get my with delivery guys. So like, every and other sometimes time. Sometimes
0: win. Oh. Sometimes. Have you lost?
1: I've lost twice to delivery guys before. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's some big ones. There's some jacked ones who are like, you know what? I just need money for my powerlifting competition. I'll just ride this bike, oh. delivering on the side. Oh. But I mean, I talk the shit. I got to walk the walk. So I try and fight them. If they win, I tip them politely, and I continue ordering from that restaurant.
0: <laughs> so when you say you've got to earn this tip to them, it means you—they have to beat you in a, in hand-to-hand combat.
1: Usually, yeah. Yeah, that's how we do it. I take out the money, and it's usually 30%, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good tip. And I set it down on the ground. I stand in front of it, and I say, if you get the money, you get the money. <laughs> and that means if you go through me and get the, doll- the money, then you can keep the money. Oh, but, man. you know, one thing leads to another, bada-bing, bada-boom, two punches. Him, me punching him, him punching the ground with his face. And uh, the king stays king.
0: <laughs> the king stays king. Tim, this is a horrible side of you that I never thought I would see.
1: I don't know why it's horrible. This is capitalism. <laughs> this is the free market, culture Sure,
0: yeah. You're you're just a good you're just a good capitalist soldier, is what you're saying.
1: I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist soldier. And listen, we should be speaking with our wallets and our fists at every opportunity.
0: So, yeah. Business. Right.
1: How are they going to know if I don't approve of their business unless I physically fight their messengers? Now,
0: does this extend to, uh, like, brick-and-mortar stores? Like, if you go to Barnes & Noble and a book is, uh, more is like, more expensive than, than uh, it is on Amazon, what do you do?
1: Which it usually
0: is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm not an idiot. I'm not going into this Barnes and Noble thinking I'm gonna get great deals on prices or whatever. Right. But if they uh, don't have a book that I want and it's like how not have the Chamber of Secrets, everybody wants to read the Chamber of Secrets, you gotta have the Chamber of Secrets. I will like lean up real close to whoever register and I'll say, Hey, you wanna sit outside, motherfucker? <laughs> you wanna sit outside, motherfucker?
0: You'll call and then them I'll try a and motherfucker get
1: them outside of the establishment.
0: Then, whatever. Ha- so you're just you're you're just mowing. Pe- you're you're leaving a path of destruction in your wake. It's like Tim Keck is like uh, uh he's like cutting through the forest.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I mean again I I gotta emphasize that I do not win all these fights. I'm about I mean I'm about five hundred in these fights. You know? Okay. I pick a lot of. I mean they end up being a lot bigger than I expect. I'm uh-huh. Not a good fighter. Right. Because they're sitting it's down like, behind
0: that cash be register. Like,
1: yeah, like, I missed the window to get good at fighting. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, in my late 20s, I've decided it's time to get good at it.
0: How far back do you think you'd have to go in your life to be good at fighting? Like, when When would you have had to start? A little bit, I'd have some more of an edge, you know? When? If my parents spanked me around, I was like a little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Then you yeah. would have been, like, primed for it. Then you would have been like, this is, this yeah. is my language.
1: Yeah. I got, like, one or two spankings. You know, but it still felt. But I didn't do a lot to earn spanking, mm-hmm. and there It didn't really. You know, it was kind of one of those like feeling out. Like as a parent, I could, you know, I could tell. Like, do we spank? Do we not? Spank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were just kind of. They were learning on the fly. I was the first kid. They could figure that out themselves. Yeah. You know, what they thought.
0: Do you remember? Uh, do you remember sockem boppers? Yes. These like big inflatable boxing gloves, basically, that you would put on.
1: Yeah, never had those.
0: Anytime I got in trouble, my dad would be like, "All right." pick your switch and then we'd each put on and then i would always pick uh, uh sock boppers right <laughs> and then he'd just he just bop me with the sock and boppers yeah. and i'd be like i'd learn my lesson that sounds pretty good the switches the switches were sock boppers um pillow bop it but then I would just have to play bop it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was those three. And then a stick about the width of your thumb. Yeah, yeah. A stick about the width of my thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would never pick that one. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's weird. As someone who never received any, like, corporal punishment, I'm very for
0: Tim, you're, you're breaking up a little bit there. You never received any corporal oh, yeah. punishment?
1: Yeah, but I'm very for
0: it. Yeah. Man, it, this... Yeah. Talk talk a little bit more. Your phone is... Uh, phone's is my out. phone breaking up? Yeah, it is. Oh.
1: Okay, I don't know what to do about
0: that. Well, this happened last Today's week, too. This happened last week, too, and we had you do yeah. lines from uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Um <laughs> What's another movie like? Do you want to do something from, like, Minority Report? <laughs> the next logical oh man, step. I don't know anything from Minority Report. The next logical step from 2001 is Space Odyssey, Minority Report?
1: No. Wait, okay, give me a line.
0: Uh, This is pre-crime division. I don't know if they say that.
1: This is pre-crime division. Oh, see,
0: now your phone's working. Oh, it's con... Oh, it's- <laughs> Just, that's just your, me delivering a lot I'm trying to turn this thing into something we can use, and then it starts working
1: oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about how inconsistent my phone connection is um yeah, but uh yeah, I don't know. Happy Father's Day by the way, yeah, right back you, at know, you I know you're expecting
0: yeah i uh um is it we celebrated yesterday
1: oh, that's nice, yeah, I gotta call my dad in a little bit so. yeah uh. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Now, Tim, your mom is a big listener to this program, but your dad is uh, conspicuously absent from anecdotes like that.
1: Yeah, he's not interested.
0: Okay, well, what's he like? He likes Stern? You like Howard Stern? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I don't think he's a big, uh, he's not a big podcast person. He was, hasn't really jumped on board with that.
0: Was Howard Stern on Every Day? He was, right?
1: Yes, and he was on Monday he, through Friday. He I was mean.
0: on. He was on K Rock. He was on every day.
1: Yeah, man. Maybe that's what it's I should do. the
0: Weekends? No, no, no. Monday, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to insist that I get this show every day, just so I can, you know. Uh, what? What? How, how does? How does he do it? He's just like. I mean, the, the go-to thing is like he invites porn stars on all the time, and they talk right. about like. The best dirty all stuff. Talk about sex stuff right. It's like. Yeah. It's not but, really my favorite
1: thing, but some of the interviews are pretty good.
0: Well, I think, then it's he. he good what, but see, In recent years, he's done interviews with like actual celebrities that are like really smart. Where it's like, like, like Tina Fey goes on like every other week. It feels like, and then they'll just talk. She'll just like talk about how Colin Quinn called her a c word on SNL. Like the people will just give stuff up to him that they don't do anywhere else. I don't know how. Like what? What? How did this guy get that power? You know what I mean? Like he went from talking about like the best ways to like deep throat a guy, <laughs> to to uh yeah. So uh uh Billy Joel, why don't you uh, why don't you bring your piano into the studio and I'll I'll play it. Uh, you'll play all your hits.
1: <laughs> I think I think now he's reached another level of fame, but I think that he's always had celebrities on. Uh huh. I think it's always been like a cool thing right? because it's always been very popular and he's created this atmosphere uh-huh. but I think he's somewhat self-appreciating which I think is the trick for every interview yeah is like if you want something I mean I listen to a lot of Bill Simmons and like
2: it's something that he does that like he's pretty good at is like he's like so who do you think is the best
1: basketball player of all time
0: yeah I mean the only way to do this, the only way to figure it out is I got to get uh I got to get uh Stormy Daniels on the show. Or what's it, what's a better? Get Stormy one? Daniels on the show, you got to ask for some hard-hitting questions. What's uh what's a better one? Who's I don't even know who one would be. Anyway, it's all it's all clearing She's the, the girl now. what?
1: She's the It Girl now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> America's sweetheart Stormy Daniels.
1: <laughs> All right, Tim. I got to get my daddy a call. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Hey, we're
0: going to do Father another we're going to do another overtime show uh, in points of order if you want to call back in and talk about uh, uh talk about LeBron's hand.
1: Okay, I would, but I got to call the points of order later, so I probably won't be able to do
0: that. Okay, yeah, you do that. You do that. we'll, we'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Later, bud. Bye, get Tim.
0: Out. Tim That's 904-351-0729. 904-351-0729. If you want to call in and uh let us all witness you berating a poor delivery guy, uh then we could definitely call the show. That's 904-351-0729. Anyway, I was saying how I uh how I re- I read a book recently. I read some contemporary fiction. And uh uh I think that the day is coming very soon where I am going to write a book just to prove to all of you idiots how easy it is. Because this, all of the, like, the idea that in a hundred years, in less than a hundred years, just, the, the books that are winning things are just like, there was a murder. And this is how everyone felt about it. Uh, and it didn't quite unfold the way you think is is insane. Uh, here I'm gonna write I'm gonna write a book right now. Anyone can take this and uh, win the Man Booker Prize with it. All right, so it's about a professor at a small liberal arts college, right? And he's aging. He is getting to middle aged. Maybe he's not publishing as many. Maybe his stature in the academic community has fallen a little bit. And he's fallen out of love with his wife, a woman who is just as every bit as accomplished as he is. uh, But for some reason, it's just not doing him any 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 favors. Enter uh, 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 a ample bosomed, uh, vivacious, uh, vibrant, young uh, undergraduate student uh, who really just lights his fire. And he's just like, oh, uh, but she's not smart. Uh, Why do I like her? Uh, she's not as smart as me, uh, but yet here I am finding myself attracted to her. And then you know they they uh, they 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 flirt for a little while. Maybe he gives her some uh, um, some extra office hours uh, where he helps her with a project. And then of course but she you know she's into him and she can't uh, uh, she can't believe it either. It's just like oh there's this old man and yet here I am. And then there's a scene inevitably where. They go out on the town, and he's like, I'm nervous because I'm old. And she's like, I don't care about that. And then they go out, and then they're seen together, and it's this big scandal, but they can't help it. And then there's a scene where, uh, like his, his, uh, dog, his childhood dog dies, and they have to go to his hometown, and he takes her with them. And then she's like, Oh, um, this is, uh, old man has this all this uh, uh, all these complicated emotional baggage, and it's too much for me, a young free spirit. And then they break up and then he's sad. And all the while he's like trying to uh, write as uh, a novel instead of an academic paper. and um, then the novel becomes about her. And then it, it dovetails at the end where uh, they have a they have a beautiful scene together where she goes off uh, you know with the uh, with uh, with someone her own age and he's left hurt and uh, uh, alone, but then he like gets back together with his wife. Oh, all of these books are so and just the words put next to each other are just the blandest thing. And that's not even that's not even. Uh, 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 Talking about all these like nonfiction. I think I can't. I don't know which is worse, the the contemporary fiction or these like nonfiction, com, like quote unquote comedic essays. I think I might write one of them. I'm gonna write two books. I'm gonna write a fiction book about this this aging <laughs> professor, and I'm gonna write a book of personal essays that are like funny, and it's gonna be called Thoughts for When You Can't Even. And I'll talk about self care, which I don't know what it is, but it seems to mean I'm a little baby and I deserve a treat. But yeah, I'll list which antipsychotic drugs I'm on and I'll come up with funny reasons why some of them are better than others. I'll talk about my depression. It'll be great. It'll be like not that kind of girl. It'll be like Lena Dunham's book. It'll be like, chapter one, why having two art professors as parents is harder than you might think it is. Chapter two, sleepaway camp or how I learned to stop worrying and love my big ass nipples. Chapter three, 16 ways to avoid pissing your pants while on stage at the school. Spelling bee. Chapter four, high school, or this is my paintball gun. There are many paintball guns like it, but this is my paintball gun. It's Chapter four. Chapter five, college, more like collage. Look at all these cool experiences that are different than what I'm used to. Collage. People talk about like, I like experimented in college and it's like, I went to the library. Was very lame. Was very lame. Should we take a break? Let's take a break and listen to, uh, uh, let's take, let's take a break and listen to the greatest song of all time. Uh, since we're ranking songs. This is the greatest. Here we go. Let's take a break and let's do a little bit of the greatest song of all time. Okay.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefa Band. <laughs> i
0: That centers me that centers me to remind to hear Jimmy Buffett reminds me that uh if the street sweeper can be happy, so can the rest of us nine oh four three five one oh seven two nine that's nine oh four three five one oh seven two nine and it's just that these books are about this, this comfortable middle class people uh going through minor annoyances uh um that they blow up into big emotional climaxes, and I, I got no uh, I got no patience for it. But let's talk about something I like. Uh, you guys know Fran Lebowitz is right. She did q and A Q&A at, or she did an in conversation with type evening talking about her her late friend, the photographer Peter Hujar, who was, was photographed nineteen seventies New York and uh, was very much a part of the young artist scene he was at interview magazine with andy warhol for a long time and that's how they knew each other uh but he died and there's a new collection of his work out. and she talked about him on stage at the morgan library recently uh and i want to play a little bit of that
2: Um, but a lot of the time uh, what i imagine anyway is that your lifestyles
0: were also, very nocturnal. These movies were sometimes all-night movies that you
2: were going to. Oh, m- know, I mean, my my way of life is still as nocturnal as oh. I can afford to have it. Um, a little bit of a brag. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about Peter. I went out every single night of my mm-hmm. life until it was light, you know. Um, but even now that I'm old and I don't go out every night of my life, I'm up. Mm. You know. <laughs> so if you're going to be up, it's more fun to go out. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, everyone I knew was out all night. Mm-hmm. Um. You mentioned you were not curious about New York in the 1930s, but
0: part of what was involved, I think, in uh, cinematic culture
2: being something you could still engage in in New York City at that time was uh, uh, seeing old movies. That, I mean, old movies lived on in a way that. Oh, yeah, well, we went to, well, first of all, there were a lot of revival houses, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, there was Theater 80, St. Mark's, there, was, I can't, there were a million of them. Elgin, um, the residency. Elgin, Well, the Elgin wasn't only a revival house. The Elgin, uh, I mean, one of the great things about the 70s, about movies, was people would say things like, have you seen the new Bunuel, you know, which is quite different than, say, like, the new Tarantino. You know? um, so, <clears throat> we went to the movies all the time. You know, uh, uh, we were obsessed with movies. The Elgin, at a certain point, the Elgin invented the Midnight movie. Um, the first one they show was El Topo, which we <laughs> thought was great, which as you know, is horrible. Uh, <laughs> if you see it as an adult, horrible. Um, but at a certain point, the Elgin decided to run movies all night long. And we used to leave Max's, Max's close to four. We would go to the Elgin, watch movies till like, I don't know, nine o'clock. At 10 o'clock, the New Museum of Modern Art started showing movies. So we would go uptown and watch movies Museum of Modern Art. And I could do this for days on end. Mm-hmm. So the
0: Museum of Modern Art shows movies. Yes, this is true. I used to go to the Museum of Modern Art to see movies all the time when I first moved here years ago and was working uh, in uh, Midtown. Um and I had a student card that I had hold, held a student ID card that I'd held onto which meant I got in for free. So I would go uh, after work and just see him. And this was, if I can date myself a little, not date myself, but locate this in time. This is 2012. It was the 50th anniversary of the James Bond series, and the MoMA was doing that. And they were playing every James Bond movie for like a month. They played them, so I went and saw all of those. I saw all kinds of stuff there. I saw uh, uh, La Strada, Fellini's La Strada. and I mean this is this is beautiful, gigantic movie theaters and a lot of time they're playing film prints that have been unaltered in the years that they've uh since they've come out uh, and it's just a very cool thing to see movies It's it, i was wa- listening to this and it reminded me i haven't been in many years to the moment to see a movie and this reminded me um th- this clip reminded me that uh, that they that they do that so i was like oh you know it, it would be so nice to take a little trip back in time uh, 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 to see, uh, uh to see a movie at the moment. Now they're doing, they're, d- they're doing a Hitchcock trufo thing. I was like, great, I'll see a Hitchcock that I've never seen. So I went a couple weeks ago, on just like a Friday afternoon, uh, to see To Catch a Thief with Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, which has some good stuff in it, but it is, it is a very, very minor, uh, <laughs> very minor Hitchcock movie. Uh, with some nice moments between the two of them and uh, uh some like cool cool camera stuff every now and then, but mostly it's just very slow uh, uh and not uh, <laughs> worth it but I got in for free so whatever and so we go and this theater is packed it's like 1 on a Friday and this thing is so crammed full and it's mostly just like old couples you know but this it's it's so packed and I'm like scooting by people and I sit down on my seat and I'm like right next to this old guy who Sleeps the entire movie. Like I kept, because he was snoring. It's not like, it's. I'm not exaggerating when I say the entire movie. This guy, he was asleep when I got there. I sit next to him, be snoring the whole time, and I had to keep like looking over at him next to me to make sure he's not gonna like fall over on me. Sleeps the entire movie. It's like it was not quite a two hour movie. If this thing ends, people start clapping. Okay, people like the whole thing, the whole the whole place. Yay. What a what a great movie. We had such fun watching this movie. The clapping wakes him up. And he leans over to me completely. There's no way he knew where he was. He leans over to me and he goes, he's clapping too now. He leans over to me. He goes, are you a New Yorker? And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) where is this going? People are still clapping. Are you a New Yorker? And I just go, yes. Like, just afraid of what he's going to say. And he goes, now that's a good show. And just looks back up at the screen and starts clapping more enthusiastically than ever. Are you a New Yorker? That's a good show. Talking about the movie he just slept through the entire time. And I also don't understand why he asked me, if I was a New Yorker before saying, oh, what a great movie. As if, like, if I had said no, he would not have said it. He would not have then revealed that he just enjoyed himself. Playing this. One thing you got to know about me, son. I only let fellow New Yorkers know that I had a good time at the movies. What would I have been? Do- it was one thirty on a Friday. What would I have been doing there? I, I, yeah, I took, I took the bus, I took the bus up from South Carolina just to see to catch a thief at one thirty at the MoMA. Oh, oh, that was all he said. I really thought that that guy was going to murder me. <laughs> Just he he came to life so quickly after this thing. Uh, not the only movie I've seen recently. We saw uh, uh Deadpool two. I want to talk about Deadpool two. And maybe maybe this <laughs> if Tim's on the phone with his dad, I'm sure he will catch back because we we uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got thoughts as well. So the first Deadpool right was by all measures. Very, very bad. And I don't mean it was, like, a, a, a bad movie per se. Although, I would argue that being that meta, but still, like, calling out the action movie tropes or the comic book movie tropes and then continuing to, like, just do them anyway. Like, you can't have your, your, your cake and eat it, too. It does not excuse you from doing Calling them out does not excuse you from just doing them again. Uh, it just complicates uh the picture that you 're trying to paint here and the tone you 're trying to set uh but so Deadpool I see the first Deadpool after it came out it, it, i saw it i did not see it in the theater I saw it came out later and uh uh it was i re- referred to this thing as as Reddit the movie, in that this is how every like anonymous angry nerd reddit comment like argument bro sees themselves as just, like, smarter than everybody else, uh, could, in a perfect world, beat everyone else up, like, is impervious to paint, like, can get their hand chopped off and it just grows back. Like, they're invincible because they are so smart and smug. Uh, and, like, that, like, and then there's, like, a beautiful woman uh, 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 who wants to be their girlfriend. Like, it's, it's like, wish fulfillment of an unbelievable scale For this specific kind of horrible blight on our culture. But then this second movie comes out. And I go to see this thing. And I believe that Deadpool 2 knows. Like holds a similar opinion of Deadpool 1 that I just expressed. And is is trying to atone for those sins. Because the villain of Deadpool Two, despite what you there's a twist you see. The villain of Deadpool Two is not Josh Brolin as Cable. It is actually a fat fourteen year old nerd boy, who is a mutant who can shoot fire out of his hands. Who can shoot fire out of his hands, uh, and uh, he is. He goes to a mutant school at which he is abused by his uh, by the headmaster of the school physically tries to kill the de- the headmaster of the school realizes he loves killing and then does a whole lot more. So basically and I, I apologize for for the the, the topic, but the, basically the villain of Deadpool 2 is a budding school shooter, right? It's a uh, uh it's this kid it, it, it's in that in that scenario. So Cable comes back in time <laughs> because after after the after the big fat fourteen year old gets a a, a a taste for killing, some of the people he kills are Deadpool's wife and or, or Cable's wife and child. So he comes back in time to kill the, to kill the the kid before he becomes this murdering rampage uh, monster uh, who shoots fire out of his hands. And Deadpool intercepts Cable and says, "No, no, no, we should not kill the kid. We must save him from himself." The villain of Deadpool 2 are the kids who saw Deadpool 1 and took all the wrong things away from it. Boom. (laughs) There's your take. Put that in your medium articles, you bums. You bums. Uh, Gang, the show is just about over. We'll be here for one more hour where we have a... uh, We have a special guest uh, joining us in the second hour. Very excited. Very excited to have him here. Um, Our buddy Jack is going to be here joining us for the second hour. Point of order. The point of order slot is coming up, but it will be filled uh, uh, by me and Jack. Uh, So stick around for that, certainly. Um, We'll probably talk a little bit about... Sports. (laughs) Sports. <laughs> probably not that much. Uh, but stick around for that. This has been Young Persons Radio, another edition uh, with me, Colby Smith, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, we'll be back after just a short musical break, uh, at which point we'll be filling in until noon for the point of order gang. So stick around if you want to hear uh, if you want to hear more co- <laughs> more Dead
1: 2 talk. Uh,
0: and get those calls queued up at 904-351-0729. That's three oh. Nine zero four three five one zero seven uh, two nine. In the meantime, we are going to go out to. Uh, 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 let's see, EJ, EJ, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Be right back, everybody.
2: Announcing the oh! of the first purge. <laughs>
0: an ad for the new Purge movie the Purge I'm going to perpetrate is on all these YouTube ads (laughs) alright we'll see everybody in a bit Young Persons Radio Radio Free Brooklyn be right back